Good evening, everybody. I'd like to call to order the planning board meeting for March 15, 2022. My name is Carrie Marnack. I'm chair of the planning board. Before we get started, I have a few announcements to read. This open meeting of the planning board is being conducted remotely consistent with Governor Baker's executive order of June 16, 2021, an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency. All members of the planning board are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The order allows the planning board to meet entirely remotely so long as reasonable public access is afforded so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of this meeting may do so by going to Northbar Remote Meetings on YouTube via the link listed on the agenda. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will feature public comment. I will confirm board members and persons participating on the agenda are remotely present and can be heard by stating the following. Members, when I call your name, please respond in the affirmative. Amy Pretzky. Here. Anthony Zayton. Here. Michelle Gillespie. Here. Staff, when I call your name, please respond in the affirmative. Bob Federico. Here. Brad Litchfield. Here. Just ground rules for the meeting for presenters and applicants listed on the agenda. The chair will invite each speaker or applicant on the agenda by name to make a presentation and speak to their application. Participants will provide their full name and hold it until their name is called. Each speaker will be asked to mute their phone or computer when not speaking and speak clearly in a way that helps generate accurate meeting minutes. Those responding will be asked to wait until the floor is yielded to them by the chair. Speakers who wish to respond to the comments of others do so through the chair, taking care to identify themselves. Each vote taken by the board with the board will be conducted by a roll call vote. For a public comment, by phone, dial star nine to raise your hand and wait to be recognized by the chair. Please note part of your phone number will be visible to those viewing the meeting. By Zoom, click raise hand on the bottom of your screen and wait to be recognized by the chair. The chair will ask members of the public who wish to speak to identify their names and addresses only. Once the chair has a list of all public commentators, the chair will call on each by name and afford three minutes for any comments. Okay, so why don't we get started? The first item on the agenda is the continuation of the public hearing for 200 Bartlett Street special permit, special permit site plan approval. So if we want to bring in presenters from that. We have two here. Paula and Rick, are you both there? And is there anyone else that you want to bring over tonight? Oops, you're both on mute. Oh, there you go. Yes, um, my name is Paula Devereaux. I'm here on behalf of the Robert J. Devereaux Corp, um, who has applied for a special permit and site plan review. Um, but um, we would like to continue this hearing um, because the we got a ruling from town council that we need to apply for an additional special permit um, in the groundwater um, overlay, ground, groundwater protection overlay district. Um, and for that, we also have to go to the groundwater advisory committee. Um, so I would like to continue this hearing to April 19th. Um, and that should give us time to go to the Groundwater Advisory Committee on April 11th. Okay, great. Um, any, let's see, is there a motion then? Do, why don't we do April 19th at 6 p.m.? Does that work for you? Yep, that would be fine. Okay, any comments or questions from board members? Quick question, is a special permit in Groundwater 3 for the contractor yard or for the auto repair? 
Uh, I think it's for the contractor's yard because the auto repair was already allowed by the variance. Bob, do you have the list just to go down? I just want to make sure, you know, I don't want to waste time just to make sure they're going for the right thing. This was this was determined by the town council. Yep. So I stick by what the town council recommended um, from what we've been told from the town council. He actually had to um, get input from other peers <laughs> in the in the zoning attorney world. Um, because this particular lot with, um, you know, zoning and planning and, and two different um, protection districts, uh, you know, he had to, you know, work to get what we have now. So I'm, I want to defer to what the town council said and just stick with it. Maybe, maybe I can, uh, oh, sorry, my, hey, Carrie. Right, Maybe I can help a little bit. I had to jump off. Uh, Lori's having a little trouble logging in, so I'm trying to get her and Jim to get her in. Um, town Council's email indicated that they needed to get a special permit under the Groundwater 3 area because the variance that was uh, uh, granted to them, even though it said Groundwater 1 and Groundwater 3, it was inappropriate for the ZBA to grant a variance for the special permit in groundwater three because it's an allowed use by special permit. So he said the variance uh, is applicable to the groundwater one area and a special permit is still required for the, I believe it's the automotive repair in the, in the groundwater three portion of the property. The contractor's yard isn't something that's allowed or not allowed in a groundwater area it's the uses that go along with that, which in this case is the automotive repair. Does that clarify a little bit, I hope? Does that answer your question, Amy? Um, yeah, so I guess for the bylaws, even though the contractor yard, what I found is um, contractor yards aren't really allowed in industrial groundwater one either, but there's a clause. The contract, the the property was granted a variance for the portion of the property that's in groundwater one. So there's mm -hmm. nothing for them to get in terms of the groundwater one area. They already have that variance. So what we're talking about is what they need in the groundwater three. Contractors yard is not something that's spelled out in the groundwater portion of the bylaw, but the various uses are an automotive repair is one of them. And that's what triggers the special permit in the groundwater three portion of the property, as I understand it. Okay, but the first one doesn't need a groundwater three special permit. They're only in groundwater one. Half of the property is in groundwater one and half of the property is in groundwater three, but it's all one piece of property. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, what I believe Attorney Devereaux wants to determine tonight is, can she apply for the special permit as required by town council and then we will make sure town council approves the legal ad as we, before we put it in the newspaper. It's the town's responsibility to put the legal ad in. I just wanna make sure that one, they're giving you the planning board what you want and two, they're applying for what they actually need in accordance with what the town council wants. Okay, I just wouldn't want them to have to um, backtrack again. Oops, I'm just letting Millie in. I think she saw her. Okay, well, I think we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so so that what, um, yeah, we anticipate um, applying for the special permit in the groundwater protection overlay district, um, which was not on our application before. So that at the next hearing, we'll, you'll be able to hear the two that you've had the first hearing on, and then you'll be able to hear this one at the same time. And I do appreciate Fred offering to send the ad to legal ad to uh, town council. So we make sure that it's all covered. I see everyone's nodding their head. So I yeah. think we're in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I don't yeah. hear anything. In agreement. Okay. Yep. That's I just want to make sure with town council that they don't also need it for the contractor yard and the auto repair, just to double check. Okay. All right. Well, either way, we're, we'll, we'll take a vote and then sort out whatever the case we need to continue. We don't have the special permit at a minimum. So why don't we um, make a motion then? So is there a motion to continue the public hearing for 200 Bartlett Street special permit and special permit site plan approval to April 19th at 6 p.m.? So moved. Second. Second. Aye. <laughs> okay. Um, so second. For, um, Motion made by Amy, seconded by Anthony. All in favor, Amy? Aye. Anthony? Aye. Michelle? Aye. Millie? Aye. And carries an aye. Okay, so we're gonna continue to April 19th at 6 p.m. Right, thank you very much. Okay, and then one more note. So then also we need to open the hearing on April 19th for the special permit. So we're gonna be running them in parallel. Okay. Got it. Okay. Great. Great. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Take Thank care. Have a nice, nice day. Okay. So moving on to old business, before we get down the list there, Laurie, welcome. I'd like to welcome you to the planning board meeting tonight and to your new position in town and give you the opportunity if you want to say hello or anything or. Sure. Sure. Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm hello. very excited to be starting in the in the town of Northborough. I have just embarked on my second week, and things are going very well so far. Uh, everybody's been wonderful, very friendly. Um, so I have been spending the last week um, looking over your zoning bylaws and the rules and regulations, and I started the review of. Um, a couple of the applications, the ANR tonight, and of course the uh, Bartlett Street project. Um, so I'm very excited to get my feet wet um, and I look forward to working with all of you. Well, welcome. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, so in terms of next on our agenda, we have the continued discussion regarding the zoning bylaw amendments for 2022 town meeting. So last night I attended the board of selectmen meeting to present our proposed bylaws as, as they were listed in the warrant. We do still have time to make some, there are some minor edits that I think. I wrote down a couple of updates that are still required. And if anybody else has something on their radar, um, let me know. I don't think we need to reopen and go through one by one, but does that sound okay with the board? Does anyone feel the need to reopen and go through? Yes. 
Yes, you do feel the need to do that? No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so um, starting with, let's see. A couple questions came up during the evening. So one of them was related to, let's see. There are a lot of questions regarding the sign bylaw. So we went through that. And also I think I noticed, and I think Amy, you had noticed as well that we just have to, I'm gonna go through that and reconcile it. We did a lot of edits last time. And I think a version that ended up in the warrant um, just didn't include all of the final edits that we made. So what I'm gonna do is look at the one we edited at the last planning board meeting, compare it to the warrant and just make sure that that's all reflected in there. And then I'll send a copy to everybody in the end so you can see it. Um, but just so you know, that's on my radar to fix that signed by law. Um, I think the question there was related to what happens if you have a sign that's not in compliance right now, and what does that mean for business owners? So my response was just to describe sort of our process, going through it, talking about changes that we wanted to make, but also the discussion that we had to make sure that there wasn't an instance where all of a sudden everyone in a certain district had to pay thousands of dollars to update their sign. Um, and then other than that, I think that was, that was pretty much the primary feedback there. For the enforcement bylaw, I think we're waiting for Attorney Janeski. Uh, Lori, is that right? We haven't seen anything else come in from Attorney Janeski. There, there was a couple of emails that came uh, after I had left the town hall. And oh, okay. Having a, a bit of a glitch with um, sharing screen and being on Zoom simultaneously. So I, I actually emailed quickly, Carrie, uh, the email um, and Amy, the email oh, that great. we had okay. received. Uh, so it might be in your inbox. It is, yep. Okay, great, thanks. Let me open that then and pull that up for the board. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. Okay, can everybody see this? Looks like green highlights right here. Yep. Yep, okay. So it looks like this may be the area that he fixed a little bit. Mm, yeah, some of those or changes he had made before. So I don't know what he added this time. Oh, okay. I just assumed the um, highlight was something that he was the latest. Maybe. I think the email that he sent indicated that the changes were highlighted in green. Oh, okay. So maybe he just changed a little bit of that sentence. Oh, yes, the phrase revised is highlighted, and he highlighted the word in green. So I think that that was the intention. Okay, so let me see if there's any other description there. For that one, no, it doesn't look like it. Fred, did you see any other comments on enforcement? I do not see anything. No, it was just that one. Okay, there we go. So this no, must that, be a that was it was really that one section there that you have highlighted. 
It looks like what maybe happened if the or is that maybe what he changed was just that or is what he deleted. Oh, okay. Deleted or and added permit or decision. Or board of appeals. Okay, maybe they were and. I don't know what it was before. I don't have it, but. Okay. But it, it makes sense. It looks very similar, so. Okay, any further board comments or questions on this one? All right, so I'll make sure that's up to date in the warrant as well. And then we have, let's see, well, regarding, so other than that, so that's enforcement for um, brewery. One note for the board here that wasn't necessarily outlined last night. So right now, brewery, winery, and distilleries are all no's across the board. I'm sorry, across all districts. Is that our intention or do we did we want to consider an industrial special permit for that one? And I can pull that up too if we need a frame of reference here. Originally, I put all no's just because there were concerns about maybe traffic or, or okay, that's fine. size, I just but wanna... I think a special permit would work too because then we would be able to look at the application by the applicant. So as long as it's not like a huge brewery like Harpoon or Budweiser, then maybe it would, you know, be okay. Can you, everyone can see this um, use table here? Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm referring to. Um, if we had all no's here, or if we, want, if we wanted to open this up to special permit, it's fine if we just wanna keep it as is. I just wanted to mention it before we submit. I don't think it would hurt to have it by special permanent industrial, but I don't know what everybody else thinks. Any other board thoughts on this one? I agree with that, Amy. I think that it, it should be okay to have it by special permit. I'd agree. Okay, Michelle, any thoughts on this one from you? I agree. Okay. Okay, so that covers that one. Um, let's see, moving along here. So for 37 South Street, um, Lori had submitted, had created a map that we would need to submit with the warrant as well. However, it sounds like it's since been updated. So is that the case, Lori, that the map that we would include is updated? Yeah, I'm working with the GIS folks um, to do a little bit more sophisticated math. So I'm new to the GIS system. So I did the best I could in a short period of time, uh, but I know I can do better. So um, I'm gonna be working with them this week to, to make a fancier version for the planning board public hearing as well as the town meeting. Okay, great. Um, I thought it was a good first start. It was better than what <laughs> I would have come with. So thank you. Let's see the um, floodplain bylaw. So Fred, I didn't really have any good explanation for that other than you've just been working diligently to bring that in line. And I think Bob spoke a little bit too. Um, there was a spelling error mentioned or some sort of error that was already brought to your attention. So that's all set from your perspective. Um, yep. Uh, the There's a gentleman who who has some property that's in the floodway and he had a concern about the language about maintenance and thought that it wasn't going to allow him to maintain his property 
And I expressed to him by email that because it's in the zoning, anything that's there is grandfathered, but the goal, but anything else he wants to do to his property in terms of changing fill in the floodplain or, or monitoring it would require a permit. And the, I had a little speech prepared, but it got kind of late and nobody wanted to talk to me and let me in last <laughs> night. So I'll just share it with you. It's, uh, it's, it's, I won't give you the whole thing, but pretty much the bylaws being proposed as required by the uh, Department of Conservation and Recreation's Flood Hazard Management Program Coordinator, the, the National Flood Insurance Program. This bylaw ensures, this amendment ensures that our bylaw is consistent with the language that FEMA requires in order for the residents to be able to stay and maintain their property in a floodplain and get proper flood insurance to be covered. If we don't adopt the bylaw, there's a possibility that they wouldn't, residents who are in the floodplain wouldn't be able to get insurance and that could end up in a financial hardship for them if something were to happen. So it's important that we're only trying to make this consistent with that, not really change the intent, but the federal guidelines are really that they want um, the state floodplain coordinator to oversee any changes to the floodplain. They're the only ones that can amend the maps or authorize a use in there that's not otherwise allowed. And then beyond that, if the town wants to do something, because uh, our permits are issued by the Board of Appeals, they could, but not until confirmed by them. I'll have it mm -hmm. more clear and concise for the town meeting and also oh, I, yeah. public hearing. Good, I was just gonna say, don't throw that speech away because someone's gonna have to- I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> but uh, the town administrator did indicate last night that it was just a simple map amendment. There are no changes to the map. The maps, the flood maps, as we have listed on our GIS website are accurate and current and have not changed. The date of the plans, that's referenced in this bylaw is the same as the date that's currently in the bylaw. So that, that concerns some residents who are affected by the floodplain. And I wanna make clear that the maps did not change. Got it. Okay, any board questions on this, Amy? Yeah, I just had a quick question. I didn't have time to read it, but you mentioned that the permit would go through the Board of Appeals. Didn't the floodplain permits go through, through um, planning board before? No, it was, it's that part didn't change. It was all oh, okay. the appeals. Yeah, uh, I just know something with floodplain had come come before us once. Uh, but, it's important to it's it's required to be noted on any kind of the site plan approval. But mm -hmm. I believe the bylaw had always had it with the ZBA. The intention was not to change that in any way. The only thing okay. that did change is that the floodplain administrator for the town is the, now noted as the building inspector. That wasn't written before, so. Bob is going to wear that hat as well. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Bob. Okay. So that's that one. Um, looking at the warehouse one. So I'm just opening up the version from town council and I don't see any green highlights. So Maybe, let's see, let's read his comments then. Okay, so enforcement was the one with the highlighted, warehouse did not have highlighted. His comments before were all about changing warehouse to warehouse with distribution. 
as opposed to retaining the original definition and adding a new one for warehouse distribution. So hold on, let's open this up so everyone's looking at the same thing. Okay. Can everyone see the distribution and transportation uses? Okay. So we added warehouse with distribution, but did not include a definition for warehouse. So the question was whether that would create non-conforming uses. Okay, so that's the issue at hand. Okay, so he's saying that So he's basically saying, keep the original definition. If the current edition, if the current definition is retained, um, it's more likely that what we have in the included, what we've already approved, would remain conforming. Okay. So if the if we retain it, now we have two types of warehouse uses, which may run counter to what we're trying to do. So a possible way to address it would be limiting the districts in which the uses are allowed. Again, though, we'd have to think about non-conforming uses and we should think about where existing facilities are located. So let's look at this again. Okay, so going down to our use table then, if we were to retain the original definition, we'd add a line here for a warehouse. And the comment is, do we then change the districts in which it's allowed? Would that really only impact industrial then? Right. And in that case, if we kept both the same, if we added warehouse and kept it as the regular special permit, there'd be really no difference in whether you got a special permit under one or the other. Does that sound true? Right. So how does the board feel then? Either, so our choices are, if we were to keep this bylaw, keep it as is and have an issue of possible non-conforming uses or keep the original definition and have kind of what seems to be an overlapping. I guess we have three options. And the third option is to just keep the original and forget with distribution. Well, I was wondering if you did uh, warehouse only, is that redundant to do warehouse? Right, so town council is saying, um, let's play this out just so we can all see it. Let's see. Can you still see this? Uh -huh. All right, so if we were to keep the original warehouse in here. Gary, are you referencing an email from town council that's directed directly to you? Um, no, I think he sent it to Lori and Fred and they just sent it at the end of the day, um, just right as the meeting started. So, so I don't maybe think- you could send it to the entire board so we can read it as well as you go through this. Oh, sure. Get it right. Right away. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me find it. Okay. 
Okay, so there are, two, there are going to be two different attachments for this. And then you can just open up and you can look at the same thing I'm looking at, but you'll also get to see the um, explanation in terms of the uh, warehouse piece of it, which is in the body of the email, not in the documents. So I'll send that to you now. Okay, so everyone should have that in their mailbox when they look at this. All right, going back. There we go. Okay, if we were to keep the original, it would look like this. Millie, are you saying forget the distribution piece and maybe just edit the definition? No, I was saying be more specific uh, because I think in our in our definitions, it's warehouse slash distribution currently, right? So I was saying maybe add, not necessarily add in, but specify warehouse only, but that, you know, I guess that would be just redundant with warehouse. Right. If I, if I may, um, Carrie, sure. um, the body of the email that came out um, speaks a lot to warehouse of distribution. And right. I think David, um, it, there's a lot in that paragraph. Um, okay. I recommend you, everybody pay particular attention to it because you do run the risk of um, um, running, um, putting people into instant non-conforming uses. Right, so it sounds like he's saying, if we keep the original, retain the original definition, we could avoid the non-conforming. The question would then be, are we then like, what's the difference? Is there enough difference here? And do we consider updating the definition for, instead of adding warehouse with distribution and creating the non-conforming use, do we clarify the definition for warehouse as an alternate? I, I think that would be appropriate. <clears throat> Okay. I'm just reading the email fast. Sure, take your time. And to confirm, it looks like warehouse is just defined by itself. No, it's under distribution and transportation uses, but it's just warehouse with no other description. <clears throat> so really, what if we just did building for the sorting, storage, distribution, comma distribution, and put it in the definition? Unless we think this is important. Uh, are you saying put that in the de definition of warehouse? Because I think that's going to lead us right back to the situations we're in. Okay. I think if you put that in with 
warehouse at that point, then you're kind of, I think the so idea is to have warehouse and then warehouse with distribution, which are. Keep them both. And then we'd have to leave the use table the same. We'd add this to the use table warehouse mm -hmm. and keep it as is in the current use table. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> How does the board feel about that? So Millie, can you just repeat what you just said and sort of explain your comment of that's why we're in the position we're in? Well, I think right now it's all lumped under warehousing and distribution isn't really pulled out. It's part of warehousing, but as we've, you know, progressed with technology and where and where uh, how warehouses are being used, they're really some of them are really distribution centers and that I don't think that when this original bylaw was written that was as big of a consideration so I do think that pulling the distribution element out of a general definition because you can have a warehouse that's not a major distribution center does that make sense so I think that the situation that we've found ourselves is we have warehouses but they're really distribution centers Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in a way, when you have a warehouse, you're always going to be moving products from in and out. It's probably the level of distribution that right. you're describing, which is a whole different, more complicated thing. So what I'm saying here is, um, I guess what you described as the maturing, the maturing of distribution, you can have something that distributes on a low level and something that distributes on a high level, right? <laughs> and so I, I guess I'm going back to like, what is your intent? Is your intent to um, try to regulate the distribution part of it? Or because it's confusing when you said, I understand what you're saying right now that you may have a warehouse, someone might distribute things that are on a low level basis and some might distribute items on a high level basis. So I'm trying to understand what you're trying to regulate here, the distribution part or because well, I, you're always I, going to have a warehouse that's going to be distributing. They're just yeah. not going to sit there and stay there for, you know, forever. They're always going to be coming out of that warehouse in some form of a distribution. It could be once a week, once a month, once a year, or it could be every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I, I think, I mean, the original bylaw having been written maybe 15 years ago didn't really anticipate the uptick in the distribution amount so warehousing used to be it was literally oftentimes warehoused for two three four months maybe even six months and warehousing the timing of it now is significantly different than what it used to be in general most definitions of warehouse now i think have a a different reflection of what they really do. I mean, I guess the original reason we tinkered with this in the first place is to delineate between other types. And this really didn't describe what was happening anymore. So it was updated to reflect the distribution component, which mm -hmm. Millie clarified nicely. So. I don't want to lose making the delineation 
education, but I also don't want to create non-conforming uses that cause other trouble for us. Um, yeah, that's tricky because they really didn't come in and fit the definition that we had anyway. So it's very tricky. So you're thinking of leaving both though, is that's kind of what he said, right? To leave both and then limit it in certain areas. I mean, this is probably why we need the moratorium to go through, but this is a good first stab at the definitions. But I don't think leaving it as is, um, you know, with just the one warehouse definition works anymore. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't add anything, I don't think, <laughs> to what you want to do. I mean, there may be an instance where if you are just a warehouse, maybe you're actually not a special permit. Maybe you're just a, maybe a warehouse by itself is something at some point, if we ever deem this to be the case, that's just by right. It's the warehouse with a distribution that you'd want to introduce a special permit because now we're talking volume, traffic, intensity, all of that. Mm -hmm. So the intensity of this warehouse use is much less. However, we didn't intend to write the bylaw to account for that. So now it's sort of not as clear, you know, just to add this in with the same exact um, uses is just to avoid non-conforming, not really allow for a less intense use. So I guess as a board, we have to think about that. Is that, do we start here and then progress this over time as we get more information and better informed about best practices when it comes to the distribution centers or mm -hmm. how do we want to approach? What if we just consider this to be a placeholder um, with, with the understanding that over time, the, de the definition needs to be more finely tuned in terms of what a, the difference is between a warehouse and a distribution center? Yeah. So Anthony, you mean keep the original so that we have it? Correct. Okay, add it back into the use table so we have it with the understanding that we're still trying to figure out. I mean, really this is our plan B. If we aren't able to go through the process of a moratorium and think more about it, we're at least coming with something that better prepares us. I'd agree with that. Or you could just put in, the, as legal counsel suggested, a warehouse, the descri description that we had, and then the warehouse with distribution and the description that you have. Yes. So right here, I so I pulled that out just so we could see what it would look like. So actually, this would then be a, I'd have to renumber it, but basically, um, this would be the original. Yep. Then it could be B, C, D, whatever. I'd have to add, we'd add it back. So we'd have to add a line to the use table. We just have to do that, deal with that. Um, and then that would put that back in there. And it would be our placeholder for if we need, if we need this article in there, if we don't pass over it and we need it, it's there. Yep. So I'm just thinking for Bob, um, if he gets the applications first, which would fit under which? So would you think a warehouse like one lineman 
would be the original warehouse distribution. But the other one, warehouse with distribution, what would fall under that? That would be more of a, because Amazon's a fulfillment center, right? Depends I'm on trying to think of what would fall under warehouse with distribution versus fulfillment center. I would, I would suggest uh, the way David, our town council says, you can't have a warehouse without distribution. Think of Iron Mountain on Barefoot Road, mm -hmm. okay? It's mostly a warehouse, but they still have multiple trucks a day going in and out, both in terms of depositing materials to be stored there and companies retrieving materials to head out of the building. Now that's a warehouse. It has what I would consider to be very minimal distribution in terms of vehicle count, but I think it's all a matter of degree. One Lyman Street um, reported that you know it's going to have very very low truck traffic, so you could, you know, in, in time and hopefully time will tell that you know what they're saying is true. Oh, they yeah. went light manufacturing though, I think, didn't they? Well, it's it, that's when the whole thing is blurry because they're taking yeah. you know bulk packages of you know ten thousand pieces of widgets and in, in putting them into boxes of a hundred, and that's repackaging, which comes under light manufacturing. Um, so again, it's a matter of degree in whether it's a primary use or uh, accessory use. Um, you know that that's why I, I I stick to my my argument that. Um, what no matter what you have for a warehouse, there's going to be some type of distribution, whether it's long mile, middle mile, or last mile. Um, and, and I think each one needs to be, you know, the, the, from my standpoint, the difficulty is coming up with the thresholds about how severe of a uh, distribution component, um, how, how that needs to be measured. Mm-hmm. So to me, something like warehouse of distribution here is something like maybe we have a 301. That with the medical, is it a medical place? Now I can't remember. And Am I'm sorry, 30. So if you think of 301 Bartlett, would that it was 301 that Bartlett has um, two major tenants right now. I don't know if the third is still there. Okay. Um, one of them is a um, wood molding, you know, trim molding for if you're building a house. You know, they bring in tractor trail trucks full of the bulk stock, they store it, and then they break out of the larger bundles into smaller bundles, and they mm -hmm. ship it off to Home Depot or National Lumber or whatever. So it's a warehouse with distribution. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the facility management maintenance company that's in that same building is the same thing. They get, you know, bulk products from the manufacturer. And then they uh, wholesale it out to um, uh, 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 property management companies. You know, again, trucks in, trucks out. It's not just a repository and everything's just sit for, for a long period of time. So to me, 301 sounds like, the, and nobody has to agree with me, but this is just how I'm viewing the world. 301 to me looks like this here. Amazon looks like fulfillment here. Amazon middle mile looks like fulfillment. FedEx looks like package and delivery here. And um, Amazon last mile looks like it's here. So varying levels of intensity, I think is what we're trying to establish. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So do you think it creates, and maybe we just need to finalize this with town council. So if we just kept warehouse and we didn't necessarily add distribution, but we add, we somehow, you know, created this merge this definition to fit under warehouse. When we change definitions, does that necessarily create non-conforming uses? Potentially, because like like I've said in the past, um, a lot of your preliminary ideas and parameters are often set back in the definition section. Um, it happens in the building codes, happens in the zoning codes, it's, it happens every place. And, um, you know, that, that's why I urge people to, you know, pay particular attention to the definitions uh, because there may be something that's enforceable in there and not even in the use statement. You know, I mean, it, it, a definition te technically wants to be a description, mm -hmm. you know, so you can help delineate between, um, you know, last mile, middle mile, long mile, um, you know, repository, that sort of thing. So what does the board think if we were to keep just warehouse and just add a little color to what this definition is? to maybe specify a little bit further without calling it warehouse of distribution. Does that satisfy what we're trying to do? So even when I read this definition, I can't think of somewhere that this would, like 301 still fits this to me, except for the maybe the distribution. Well, if you could say a warehouse has distribution period, then the 301 building still makes sense here to me. Does it still make sense to you, Bob, if you were to think of does this still if you were to read this definition and you saw 301's application, would it still make sense to you? And maybe it's hard to remember, so that's okay if you can't. If you do if you defined a fulfillment center. Okay, yeah. So down, so here we have our fulfillment center piece. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What is the board? How does the board feel about approaching it that way? Where where this taking forget about this with distribution because we assume that warehouse implies distribution at some level, or for right now anyway, we don't have. There's no difference between in the use table whether you, we have distribution or not, and we use this definition, or some sort of combination of what we have originally with a little more color. Yeah, and the only one that would probably become non-conforming would be like Amazon, right? Because now, isn't that more of a fulfillment center? No. Amazon is a repackaging center. I, I believe the fulfillment centers with the small little trucks come out of Milford and um, maybe out of some other town, but um, you don't see those small little delivery trucks in Northborough as a rule. It's usually trailer trucks in and trailer trucks out. Wasn't that the one that you had down below? Carrie, what is the storage? Um, so, yeah, so the this final one is last mile, but this is one where um, the, this is the mid, the middle one where they just, they don't, they, sh they don't ship it to, wait a second.
I, I wonder if they would call this their sorting station, like an Amazon sorting station. I don't know. I guess we'd have to think about that. Well, it's, it's it, I, I think in a lot of ways, what FedEx, Dewey Pile, and Amazon all do is the trucks come in from somewhere, they get unloaded, they get resorted and repacked onto a different truck and then sent to a different terminal or facility. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to lump all those three kind of into the same category. Um, you know, in, in terms of, um, you know, places like uh, uh, Max Finkelstein Tires, um, the, uh, in, in, in the uh, tenants at 301, you know, they buy bulk from manufacturers and then they repackage and they get sent to typical wholesalers or sometimes direct customers, depending on the size of the order. Um, even then, I think that those companies are a different setup than uh, Dewey Pile or FedEx or, or even Amazon. Um, the thing about Amazon, when I was there, I was told that those packages that come in on a truck, they don't stay in that building for more than 12 hours. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in and they're out. Um, right. So that's probably more fulfillment center, right? I would think. No, 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 no. The fulfillment, because when Amazon sends those trucks out, they don't go to somebody's home. They go to, you know, another terminal or um, another facility where those trucks are then unloaded again. Oh, okay. And then, and then repacked into the smaller delivery trucks. So I think what we're trying to do though, is even though it sort of feels like splitting hairs, I think we're starting trying to figure out a level of intensity because then on the flip side of this, what's happening, like, so for example, when we get traffic reports, they're starting to split hairs on even the, um, what's that manual that they use to do the traffic studies the and ITE. they categorize. What is it, Millie? ITE. Yes. So they've even started to split hairs. So if we were to get traffic information, it's different. Remember, even when we saw with one of our applications, whether you are parcel delivery or, yeah. you know, you, there are different there are different categories you could be in. So if we don't have those categories, we're not. How do we get accurate information on the what is the intensity of the use equate to when we're evaluating a project? So it's almost like we're baby stepping into that a little bit. And again, ideally, we have a period of moratorium to walk through it all. But in lieu of that, do we at least want to make the move to start to delineate on our side to talk about to to kind of think about the intensity of uses when we're evaluating applications? Mm -hmm. So um, legal counsel has recommended to remove the word with distribution and then keep the current, I think it's where it says building a for sorting, keep that definition, which is also looks like the same definition that's in the warehouse with distribution, plus added some added language to it. So what about just doing that, which is what legal counsel says, but the difference is, is that on what you have is a building with relate and related facilities where goods, product materials, or materials owned by a single entity are received. That's not the same of where it's above. It just says building 
building for sorting, storage, or wholesale marketing of materials, merchandise. So it's a little different what you have above, Carrie, versus mm -hmm. what you have down here. So are you thinking about taking where you've just, you got to slow down on your highlighting because you go purple and then you go white, purple, white, it's like getting dizzy. So if, you, <laughs> if, you go, if you take where you've highlighted mm -hmm. and if you put that up to where it's just on the other side of equipment, is that the definition that you're looking for? Yes. Okay. I mean, we may have, this may be duplicative. We may have to like figure out how to. Right. So can you actually cut and paste and do that? And then Bob, can you read through that with us so that we can get a sense of, does this make sense to you since you're the enforcement officer? Maybe we the, I, I keep getting hung up. <clears throat> yeah, okay, I'm on. Um, I keep getting hung up on the phrase owned by a single entity. I do too. Yeah. I don't think that should be there. What is that? Is this the building owned by a single, a single entity or the materials in the building owned by a single entity? I, I, that is a big foggy area. I agree. Okay. None of that whole single entity to me when I read it, I didn't, I don't know who wrote this, but it didn't make sense to me. Um, it was written by CMRPC. Again, I have no idea why they even wrote that. I mean, this could be a little bit of, you know, cut and paste where there was a is, reason for whatever it was written for. Is, but is, here, this does not make sense. Is the building owned by a single entity? I think it just means a single owner. So rather than if like FedEx doesn't have, has packages from all different owners, it's not necessarily one person. Whereas like you mentioned the molding company. So that, or the medical company, that's the single entity who's mm. storing the goods. I, I don't. I don't think I follow that. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the woodwork and molding company, they buy their um, products from different manufacturers and different vendors. So you've got different, different original sites that are coming in to the millwork. And same thing where you have, you know, FedEx bringing in packages from, you know, a whole myriad of, of, of origination points. Um, right. They're just meaning like they're the, the, so wherever the goods are coming from is, it's not about that. It's about, they own those materials coming to them to like, those products are coming to them. They're under those products aren't getting shipped back up. People are obviously buying them, but they're the owners of that building, those products, those goods, it all belongs to that molding company or that medical company. Okay. But, but the molding company does not own the building. Yeah. So is there any reason you can't take that out and you just say a building and related facilities where goods, products, or materials are received, stored on site for varying time frames? Like, well, I, I would take that out. If you feel like you need to put it in after you've gone back to CMRPC and said, why do you put this in? You know, this is just cherry picking. Why are you just taking that from CMRPC? when you can't even explain why that should be in there. It yeah, I can totally sense. see it. I see like one Lyman, it was his company. He's gonna be getting the orders, shipping the orders out or the same thing with 301, like Carrie mentioned, it's like one person, say it's Lowe's and they store their materials and they send it out versus a FedEx where you're getting shipments from me, you, everybody, and then you're shipping them out. Like. 
I see it as a single entity, as a single owner of, of he doesn't have to own the building, but they own the company. What? So, I have no um, real um, tie to it. I'm not hellbent on that. That was just what I think the intent was for there. So where would the difference be in enforcement if we did have single entity in there or if we did not have single entity in there? Well, would FedEx so be able to fall under that? No, FedEx would have to go under, Yep, I think, D. So I'm not tied to it. It's fine by me. If my board's not comfortable with it, I have no um, attachment to that, uh, if that's a sticking point. Um, I don't think it necessarily creates delineation. It, it adds to the delineation, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not the only point that makes it so. So if, so if we were to cross okay. that out, just we'll play around I, with it. I'd certainly eventually like to know what the point of that statement was, because it, for me, it wasn't clear. Okay, so if we left it at our received stored on wait. Um, if it's stored on site for varying time frames, does the length of the time the product stays in the building really matter? Um, no, probably not. Whether it's six weeks, six months, or six years? No, no, it may not at all. If it's if it's six years, there's going to be a whole lot less truck traffic. That's for sure. Lori has her hand up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lori. Um, of course, I'm coming very late into the game, and I, from what I'm hearing from folks, the concern is largely having to do with the number of trips. Is that, is that correct? Is it the size of the trucks as well as the number of trips? So the ownership of the materials and uh, where they're distributing them to is less important than the number of trips and the type of vehicles. Is, am I understanding that correctly or am I missing the boat? No, I think that's valid. Does anyone disagree? That sounds valid. Yeah. Intensity, overall intensity of the use. Because I wonder if it would be helpful to maybe assign that to the definitions, the number of vehicle trips, or mm -hmm. put that elsewhere in the zoning bylaw. So in your use table, you could talk about um, like uh, frequently what they do in use tables um, is they define the square footage in, of the building. So in the use mm -hmm. table, they'll say um, retail facility consisting of less than 10,000 square feet versus over 10,000 square feet. So I wonder if tying the vehicle trips to the use table might really um, get at what you're trying to accomplish more so than through these definitions. Just, just a thought. I personally, I think that's a great idea. I think the trouble is, is that those are things that we'd love to be able to accomplish. So we also proposed, I don't know if you saw the second part, the moratorium piece of it, 
or maybe it's the first part, a moratorium where we could go through those things and understand like right now we wouldn't be able to know what is the right number of truck numbers. And Bob's probably shaking his head thinking, how am I gonna enforce that? So like all of those things, just not having the time to figure it out. I don't know how we do that for this round. Well, maybe a different way of looking at it versus a moratorium is that you're doing a phased in approach. So the first phase is you're defining the, your concerns or redefining what transportation and distribution is. And then in your next year where you go to, uh, you know, back to town meeting, you then take Laurie's comments and you take it to phase two where you make it a little bit more defined and more definitive as a warehouse of this size, you know, and as she said, you include your trip counts. So you're not doing more in your descriptive part of what a warehouse is, you're more going into your table part and getting more into the, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. So, so I personally think like it's a two-phase approach. It's a first phase of you go and you say to the residents, okay, we've gotten to a certain point. So now we're defining distribution and transportation. And then our next phase two is we're going to work on our use tables to make it, you know, more fine-tune it through, like we said, size and trips and stuff like that. Got it. So then for this time around, we have our definition. So we've taken a stab at the definition piece. And then we come around next year with uh, the number or how do we define intensity and maybe it's with truck numbers or whatever. So I think that's still fine. It would bring us back to the same question though. If we if phase one is the definitions, are, the, are we generally comfortable with these definitions? So if we were to re cut out the problem of the single entity, cut out the problem of non-conforming uses. Are these definitions, are we comfortable with going with these definitions as a board? Does that work for everybody where we are now? So this would essentially be gone. This would be... Um... So the only thing I would say on this one while you're highlighting it, Carrie, is possibly to take out stored on site, is stay there and take out for varying time frames, and then say, and include the other because that varying time frames, you're going to be working on that next year on your time on your tables. Okay, and so but I think it's still stored on site. Are you saying just remove varying time exactly. frames? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. Does this does the board feel comfortable with this definition? I think that works. Does this work for everybody? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Amy? Yep. Okay. So we've broken it down. Now we have this. Next time around, we start to really look at what intensity means. Um, this means that use table wise, we would not be changing, we would not be adding this because we just fixed start to not need it. Okay, this is gone with distribution is gone. So we have no issue with non-conforming uses. And I think that's good. Okay. So we have that going to the moratorium. 
Okay, so in the moratorium section, one note was um, to include the scope of the room review may include, but not limited to. So I think actually that fits well if the board agrees. We did receive an email today about some other possibilities. So just in terms of, you know, what are the traffic studies? Is there environmental impact? What about property assessments, which may kind of tie into, oh, he doesn't have um, fiscal impact here. And I thought I sent the one that said fiscal impact. The, this may be the one that town council reviewed um, from prior to our edits, oh, but okay. there is add fiscal impact here. Um, so the comment was, do we do the scope of the review may include, but not limited to. So that just opens it up if we decide on different things that are required. Um, that yep. was a suggestion from last night, if we want to do that. Okay. Oops, sorry, but sorry. And then, um, so I did reach out about adding staff to this, and it was not the preference of the town administrator to necessarily add staff in the language of the bylaw. But I think what town council here doesn't reflect that second piece that we had, which was about um, coming back by January 1st with recommendations for the board so that we could come to town meeting 2023 with our updated bylaws. Okay. Um, otherwise, uh, there was not um, that preference for staff. So any other comments on this one? Well, do you want to add environmental impacts and a couple of their suggestions? Um, sure, that's fine. I think I think fiscal covers assessments and the traffic studies were mentioned. I think it was just a, it was about um, what traffic, is actually looked at. Mm -hmm. Was that correct? If I read it wrong, let me know. It was about looking at which, you know, the traffic studies we have versus any other traffic studies we'd need. So there are other areas of the town and, and industrial. Um, fiscal, I feel like covers assessments and then maybe environmental. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we want to add that as well? Board members good with that? Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm just going to put a note on this goes in there. Okay. All right, anything else for this one? No. Okay, I got that. Oh, one other comment, um, but I think based on our conversation, um, there was a comment about whether on the definitions, if we actually needed to mention, you know, we put here a note about this use does not equal, this use is an intended to be fulfillment center. I think for our first phase of definitions, let, let's just try to keep our heads straight and maybe make sure we know these aren't, because there's such a possibility of blurring until we have better defined um, numbers, then maybe we just make, I personally think we keep these in here for now, even if it's a little redundant, we get rid of them later. Oops, is the board okay with that, keeping these in? This isn't intended to be fulfillment. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay, did I miss any bylaw? Otherwise the um, duplex one or the, 
the two family dwellings, um, I think we've had no changes to that. There are no comments on that. We have use variances. Um, I think there are just questions around that. Um, just if if use variances would, in cases of use variance would be helpful or not. Um, let's see, did I miss any bylaws? <clears throat> We got the brewery. So I think that's it. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I will make the updates to what we have, send it all back to the board so everyone has a final copy. Um, we'll need that map for the for 37 South. The next time around, we will need um, to figure out who's presenting what in any sort of language we want to put around it. Last year, we did that sheet where we did the intent of the bylaws, the reasons why we're doing it. Um, so that's something I think we should do again. I think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, the Although this year, if it's indoors, we do have the benefit of the presentation, which we hadn't had before over the last two years, right? Has it been two years we've been on outside? Yeah. 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 So during that presentation, we can always put that up too. Yep. During our, so we can show like the intent. So we'll need to figure out who's doing what, that language, the motions. Um, Michelle, there was one that you voted um, against and now I can't remember, I guess we could always check the minutes. Do you happen to know offhand? Because I think we also have to let them know the planning board recommendation. Was it the? I'm sorry, I don't understand what you said. Um, how we vote on each on each bylaw, and then we go to town meeting. Are you, town meet you taking a new vote again? No, 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 no. I just can't remember which one it was. So that when we do our all right, we can check the minutes. Um, and then we have our public hearing on April fifth. So you want to know? Just go back. Do you want to know the ones that, the bylaws that I went through and I voted no on? Yeah, was there only one or did you have more no, than one that you voted? I voted on? no on the sign bylaw, I voted no on the use, and I voted no on the distribution. You did. Okay. I thought it was only one. I thought if you cleaned him up, you were going to go through another revote. Are you going to do that? I think we already voted. Didn't we vote last time? Am I mistaken? I don't think so. We didn't. We yeah. have voted before. All right, if we need to, we'll do it again. But I thought we voted last time. So that doesn't really make sense, Carrie, because if we voted and then we went on the changes, are you are you talking about the last meeting after we made all the changes and voted again? Yeah, I feel like we voted and we made motion pending language from Attorney Dineski, or we voted pending final merging of, of language. Does the board, do you want to take another vote? I don't know. You'll have to go back and check the minutes from there's been so many changes on this. I can't remember exactly what we voted on and when. Okay, Laurie, do you have something? Yes, what I'm used to is after the public hearing is closed, then you would vote your recommendation on each of the zoning bylaws. And I'm just kind of curious uh, how the recommendation works at town meeting, is it an oral recommendation or is it a written recommendation that is written into the warrant? I don't remember being written into the warrant. I think, do, does anyone remember? I think we 
verbally let them know. Fred, you know, you remember. It's a written recommendation that gets handed to the town moderator. He'll ask if the planning board has a recommendation and Kathy would hand them to him. Um, who's ever going to the podium would hand it to him when they're making the presentation saying that the planning board voted recommended approval of this and then he gets a piece of paper that goes in the file with the town clerk. So it's not a written recommendation that goes on the warrant. It only goes to the town moderator. That's correct. That's the, okay. What's okay. in the warrant is the motion, the article, and sometimes there's a little paragraph explaining the general intent of it that's in italics. It's not part of the motion or the warrant or mm -hmm. not part of the motion or the article, but it's a little description. Yeah. Uh, but there's a written recommendation from the town, from the planning board, and then that gets entered into the record and it's part of what the town clerks keeps track of in order to send to the attorney general's office little package of stuff. And who is the one who um, gives the oral recommendation? Is that something that you'll do, Carrie, or is that something that you'd want me to do? No, we usually split up the presentation. So each board member, we go through and assign who's going to present at town meeting for each individual article and they usually are the ones that go up with that motion and I guess Fred to your point it must also include our recommendation as well so it's a, by individual board member I believe I think that's what we did in the past was the plan the board members took an article and said I got this one I'll make the presentation and you took turns thank you I'm happy to give somebody the floodplain bylaw if they want it but I'm also ready to do it <laughs> Well, I think in the past, and I don't know if this, so I feel like in the past staff hasn't been able to present the bylaws because, well, especially if you're not a resident either. So staff, I thought staff that somebody get, has explained the staff. I'm okay. sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Staff needs to get permission from the town moderator to, uh, to present. It's usually, it's usually done as a matter of course. Okay. All we right. can make a presentation. Okay. Well, maybe that was Kathy's trick to not have to make a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to her now. I, I don't think it was a trick. <laughs> All right. um, and I do feel like I we outlined the steps last year too. So we just need to refresh our memories about this. But Lori, to your point about voting after um, the hearing next week. So that's that does sound familiar so why don't we plan to do that maybe we just voted to move them forward um, to the final phase but at the after the hearing we'll take a final vote um let me see if i can quickly find the list from last year i think that's it unless anybody else remembers something that, that else that we need to do we have the public hearing anything that i'm missing Oh yeah, okay. So the, the board member reads the motion. We sign in advance in the meeting. Board of Selectmen member usually makes the second. We hand in the motion to Fred, um, then make the presentation. Um, and the town moderator will ask either before or after this, the discussion how the board voted on the article. So that's when it's verbally stated by who's ever presenting. Okay. 
All right, any further discussion on this piece of it? Okay, um, what I'm gonna do actually, I just wanna make sure, uh, last night I mentioned that if anyone had public comments that we would take public comments on the bylaws tonight. So I just wanna open it up if anyone has any comments at this point. Okay, so no public comments at this point. Uh, we got one. Oh, okay. All right, so I have a comment from Scott. Hi, Scott. Oops. Good evening. Yeah, Scott Rogers, 26 Tom Clark Drive. Yeah, thanks for uh, uh, taking taking some comments. Um, I don't know if it's like I was the only one that might be here attending and, and looking for comments. I, this is how I mentioned last night. I think if um, maybe next year we can have uh, on the agenda when comments are due so that public knows when to uh, give you all comments. I think you mentioned last night that you would have accepted written comments. Sounded like you got some other uh, messages earlier today. So just, I guess, making that clear when you want public comments um, would be helpful because I've been holding off until the public hearing. Uh, that hearing is going to come after the warrant is closed. So um, I feel I've missed the opportunity to make any substantial comments or um, adjustments to the proposed bylaws this year. Um, so I'll have to, you know, just save my save my ammo for next year, try to make things better. But uh, I'll still provide those written comments. Uh, I guess you won't be in a position to deliberate on them um, before the warrant closes, but we'll, I'll do the best I can to uh, offer some suggestions and improvements. Well, do you have one? You're welcome to make your comments right now and then you'll be in plenty of time. Do you have anything specific? No, I've been waiting for uh, final copies that I could review. Uh, we got those in the draft warrant last night or in the, or we discussed them there. I mean, I had them, I had them Friday. So I'll take some time uh, to prepare those. Uh, I, I saw the changes that you're proposing tonight. I think I followed along fine. Um, I'll, uh, I'll be able to make further comments during the public hearing. Great, and I noticed you definitely have attended over the last few times. So we've opened up comments a couple of different times and I hope you felt like you're welcome to comment whenever you wanted to. Fine, fine with me, it's the rest of the public. You know, I'm, I'm tracking this minute by minute, every minute. It's the rest of the public that don't know that they have an opportunity to make comments until the public hearing. That's that's clear. So that's that's really what the, the confusion is, or not confusion, but just an, uh, not knowing when you want to solicit comments from the public. Yep. Yeah. So I think we can do that. I think um, for the planning board, we've we've been advised in the past. Um, actually by the board of selectmen chair to not put public comments on our agenda. So I think that's something maybe we should regroup on best practices and whether we put that on there and um, how we handle that um, in terms of just the public understanding when they can participate. Because certainly I think both boards want them to participate as often as they can. So that's great feedback. Thanks for bringing that forward. Great, thanks. Okay. Okay, any other thoughts? All right, and I think it's just a leftover hand there. Okay, all right, so we have our hearing on April 5th, and then from there, we'll finalize our who's speaking and doing what. 
So we're all set there. Next on our agenda, we have consideration of minutes. So we actually have a few to go back to. We have the 18th, the 1st, and the 15th. And I don't think we have any March. Do we have any March here? Let me see. Can I just make a comment that I do not have the set of February 15th minutes. So I can't provide any feedback on that. And um, if they could be sent to me, I'd appreciate it. Anyone have the fifth? I have all three. Oh, but I think I they too. went out. To, they went out to the whole board. Okay. Let's see. All right. So Michelle, you didn't get the fifteenth. Do I you want to delete it? And I check my inbox. I don't see them there. So if they can just resend them for the fifteenth, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so let me see if I can find that now. Um, I have it from Michelle, so I'm going to send that your way. Actually, I'll just send the entire board again so we have it. All right. So tonight, do we want to cover, at least get as far as we can? So I don't think we have any March. So why don't we do at least the 18th and the 1st? And Michelle, we'll wait. You want us to wait until you have a chance for the 15th? We can hold that. Um, for the 18th, we had a couple of different amendments. So from the last time, we didn't get to get, we didn't reach them yet. We had the amendments from, let's see, the 18th. Yep. And Michelle, you had amendments to the first, but not the 18th, correct? Yes. Okay. So Amy, do you want to talk about your, your amendments for the 18th? Sure. I'll share screen. Let's see. Okay, so for January 18th, <clears throat> I don't think I had anything for the first page. Um, second page, second paragraph, I just added a little bit to the sentence. Ms. Peretzky said Holden had done one, and then I added it would be similar to another company that wanted to expand. They move into a bigger facility in the appropriate district. It was just how I answered a question. <clears throat> and then um, Mr. Taglia Ferry had asked the question and I said, Ms. Pretzky said no one had asked to do a brewery at a farm in Northborough yet that she knows of. I just wanted to finish up the sentence to put it in context. And I um, added to the sentence, the last sentence too. Under enforcement, I had said Ms. Peretzky stated only one part of the bylaw was updated last year. She was curious about other sections as they are included in surrounding towns and she wanted town council's input. And I've, I've emailed them out a couple of times. So hopefully everybody had a chance to read it, but 
On page four, I added where the Hudson planner said not to overthink it. And instead of in, it was and. Page five, attorney Pember provides the final abutter letter. And then let's see, Bill Pierce commented on removing the use variance and said, use variance removes the voice of the residents because he was talking about town meeting. And then internally lit sign should also be prohibited in business east is what Ms. Maselli said. Those are my changes. I don't, did anybody else have any changes for the 18? I did not. Okay. And it looks like, Anthony, anything from you on the 18? No. Okay. And Michelle, you only had the first. So is there a motion to accept the January 18th minutes as amended? I make a motion to accept. Oh. The January 18th minutes as amended. Okay, second. Second. All in favor? Amy? Aye. Anthony? Aye. Millie? Aye. Michelle? Aye. And carries an aye. Okay, so those minutes have been approved as amended. So next we have the first, and I think um, Amy and Michelle, you had edits to the first as well. So let's see, Amy, do you want to talk through your minutes and then maybe we fold in? So I think Michelle had fewer edits. So maybe we try to, so she had an edit to sign bylaw distribution moratorium. Well, Michelle, I'll let you speak to your own edits. Maybe I don't want to simplify what you have. So do we'll go one after the other. So Amy, do you want to go through yours? Sure. Did they come up? Yep. Okay, so I'll go through mine first. Um, for February 1st on the brewery paragraph, um, I just deleted a line that I didn't think made sense. And then Mr. Frederico commented that the number of parking spaces required should be in the parking loading section. I just instead of it, I thought it made more sense. And then Mr. Frederico cautioned the changing the parking requirements during the pandemic, I thought, versus the use and zoning during the pandemic, because we were talking about parking there. And then he was talking about reserve parking could be added as a condition and would be available if the businesses needed them after a few years. Uh, the bottom of the page, it wasn't just about design review process, it was about a duplexes, so I just wanted to put some context in there. The next page, I added attorney George Cumber submitted the final abutter letter for 37 South Street, zoning change to move the property into the downtown business zone versus residential. He felt the property was put in the GR zone in era in 2009. 
just to um, explain what it was. And then under signs, we're talking about 30 day automatic approval. And we were talking about how he had said at the last meeting it was 30 day automatic approval. I was just putting it in context to see what we we're talking about. In the next section, I talked about one of the edits reviewed was adding design review of a freestanding electronic and signs in the downtown district and staff stated, and then it goes on. And just most of my sentences just add context to some of the sentences. Mm -hmm. Instead of there in front of the design review, um, Ms. Pertsky commented that signs have been discussed at design review in the past, and it's also done in other towns. Regarding 15 is what we talked about. It wasn't 12, 13, 14. It was just 15 where we were talking about basic requirements of the sign bylaw. And then for after some discussion, 15 was removed. And I think regards was supposed to be regarding distribution and transportation uses. I'm hoping everybody had a chance to read them. Mm -hmm. versus me just rambling them. Town council will be asked for clarification on whether the temporary moratorium would have an effect on getting a special permit or building permit if the special permit has already been approved before the moratorium passes. Again, it's just adding some context to some of the sentences. So they made more sense to me. Uh, Ms. Peretsky assumed a staff member would be part of the committee but was unsure that they could be added without approval by staff. And under public comment, Ms. Maselli, and I added the sentence that she stated, I went back and listened to it. And then the next meeting is scheduled for February 15th. So those are my changes. Do you want me to leave it up, Michelle, or do you want to share your screen? You're muted. You're muted, Michelle, so we can't hear you. I know I am. I'm trying to okay. work this. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to share my screen because I sent it to an email. So my email message, I'll just pull up right here. Sign bylaw to add at the ending of the first paragraph. Ms. Gillespie stated several times during the discussion that these sign bylaws will create economic and financial hardships to our business community. Okay. And so we have that in writing too, that Melanie can, um, we can forward to Melanie that for her to add to the minutes. Okay. Next, under the distribution moratorium, um, Amy crossed out the word uh, special permit, and I asked to keep that back in. And it had to do with town council will be asked for clarification on whether the temporary moratorium would have an effect on getting a, and she crossed out special permit or building permit. 
And so did you ask them, did it include a special permit or building permit? I'm just, because you crossed out the word special permit, Amy. Oh yeah, I, it's not crossed out anymore. Okay, so since she, um, I added to, asked it to be added back in and she did, so that is already taken care of. And then my last was, um, I think this should be under the use variance. Was it use? Let's see. No, this is under the distribution moratorium. So it would be somewhere in the paragraph. That whole thing would be added back in. I, I noticed it was already there though, Michelle, like you, you said, notice someone with experience, please DPW town planner, financial planning. Where is it? Let's see. I'm, I printed out the minutes and I don't see that. Oh, wait a minute, here we go. Well, maybe it's similar to yours, Amy, in the sense that it didn't say exactly what I said. So maybe she can just add what I said there. What did you say? Well, I think I sent it to the entire planning board. Can you just read it for a second? I just want to see how close it is. On March 1st? No, right. Where you, okay, you're so right about, now please, it says, Ms. Gillespie recommended adding definitions to a subcommittee to be created to address some of the issues. It would give the board some tools to use specific to traffic. She suggested the subcommittee includes someone with experience in the area of uh, police, DPW, town planner, financial planning, assistant town manager, and possibly a ZBM member not a board member or general or the general public. Yeah, it seems like it's already there. I think it should until specific used to traffic. I think there should be a period after traffic. Specific traffic? Yeah. Well, that doesn't, I'm not sure that makes sense, does it? Give the board some tools to use specific. Oh, maybe a comma? I see. I see. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Maybe a comma. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to replace this section with the text you provided, Michelle, in your email from Miss Gillespie recommended and just replace it with what you submitted? Let me read again what she has. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. <clears throat> okay, that's that's fine. It's similar. It doesn't have quite everything, but I think anyone reading it would get the gist. So I'm okay with that. Okay. So the then really the only only changes that I would say is. Um, the special permit under moratorium, Amy added that back in. I'm fine with the language with regarding to the subcommittee, but I wanted the comment that I made um, that I had discussed several times under the signed bylaw to be added, which was never added. So then I'll write, do you want me to type it here and just send Melanie this one sheet or should I write Michelle's comment? And then maybe just put see Michelle's comment. Yeah, email March 1st. And then she can add that in there. I think it was March 1st. Yep, it's March 1st. Okay, and I'll just put it in red. 
Okay. Any other edits to the February 1st minutes? I'll send both of these to um, Melanie. Okay. So is there a motion to accept the February 1st minutes as amended? So moved. Second? Second. Okay, all in favor, Amy? Aye. Anthony? Aye. Millie? Aye. Michelle? Aye. It carries an aye. So why don't we, it sounds like um, Michelle's reviewing the 15th, so we can table those to the next meeting. And I don't think I, we have, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Carrie, I just reviewed them quickly. I'm fine with voting on them. I, I mean, I wasn't part of that meeting, so feel free. They're very brief. It's only two pages. You should be able to vote on them. Oh, okay. And then you could, I think, abstain anyway for if you weren't there. So that works out. Okay. Um, any edit, or are we prepared to review the February 15th minutes? I, I didn't have any uh, edits. Any changes? I had like a super minor edit, like okay. a word or two. Okay, do you wanna share your edits? Sure. These, um, oh, pulled up the wrong one. Sorry. I just have to open them. I think I closed them when we said we weren't going to do them. Sorry. The 15th? Yep, February 15th. Okay. It's going to share. My screen closed, so I can't see the share screen button. Oh, we, we only see January 18th right now. Oh, that's why you can't see it. The wrong <laughs> one's up. I was looking for the share screen button. I didn't know they were up still. Okay, here we go. So I only had under moratorium definitions changing regards regarding and after bylaw approval by attorney general. So the sentence said, town council said it could be formed pursuant by authorization in the bylaw after bylaw approval of the attorney general. Because the committee could be formed, but it couldn't be formed until the attorney general approved it. Right. But the but the way it said would need approval by the attorney general, the attorney general isn't approving the committee. Right. Oh, yeah. I see why. But the committee couldn't be formed until after she approved it. And then subcommittee updates, um, design review meets on the second Thursday, not the third. I just wanted in there in case anyone wanted to know the day. And that was it. Okay. Any other edits to the 15th? All right. Is there a motion to accept the February 15th minutes as amended? So moved. Second. Second. All in favor, Amy? Aye. Anthony? Aye. Millie? Aye. Michelle? <laughs> Abstaining. 
and carries an I. Okay, so we have that covered. And I think uh, next time we got so used to Melanie providing the minutes so quickly, um, we'll wait for March for the next time around. So I think we're caught up with minutes. Um, next on the agenda, just next master plan implementation committee meeting is on April 17th. Is that, that's the next meeting for you, Amy, Millie? Yeah. Okay, anything of note there? So the uh, meeting's actually be... on March 17th. Oh, yeah. uh, not April. <laughs> I saw you shaking your head, Fred. Like, no. I was hoping somebody <laughs> would see that. I did, but I wasn't quite, quite sure why. <laughs> You'll be celebrating St. Patrick's Day at the master plan meeting. I know. And I think we're going to be discussing the preliminary boundary of the downtown. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, that's exciting. Yep. Okay, but that's that's about it. Okay, um, I don't think we have we don't have to talk about goals grants. So next we have the two ninety seven Crawford Street A and R. Is that something you want to present, Lori? Sure, I can speak to this. Um, so there is a parcel of land that is proposed to be divided into four lots. Uh, so, so two of them are uh, reduced frontage lots, and then the other two are standard lots. Uh, we did receive a letter from Sudbury Valley trustees, uh, which I'd be happy to read into the record if you'd like. It pertains to an easement um, that we questioned because they are proposing to relocate the easement. Uh, so we were concerned uh, that uh, the owner of the easement would be okay with that relocation. Want me to read that into the record or is, is it something um, you don't want me to do? No, that's fine. Is it, I just, I'm just pulling up the letter now. Sure. It's not too long. Okay, uh, so the estate of Juliet DuPont has proposed to gift 23.7 acres of land at the rear of 297 Crawford Street to Sudbury Valley trustees for conservation purposes. So good news there. Uh, we have been working with the estate for some time to identify an appropriate location for an easement that will allow us access to the landlocked parcel. As the planning board considers the request for endorsement of the attached A&R plan dated February 7, 2022, we would like to confirm that we have agreed to the location of the access easement as proposed. Um, so Fred, Bob and I all looked at this A&R and uh, we were satisfied that it was compliant with the subdivision rules and regulations as well as zoning. Okay. Any board questions? This is a question. So can you point which lot is the one that there? Because we just got this and I'm I was just trying to figure it out. Which lot is the one they're donating? One, two, three, or four? It's actually the abutting. So if you see where the easement is, mm -hmm. um, yeah. it it goes to an abutting parcel of land. So it's the abutting parcel of land that is going to be donated. So it's not one of these subject parcels. Okay. It's the one uh, that uh, is to the west. So 
So slightly we off the screen there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So if you could blow it up a little bit, I could, you see it says Juliet DuPont. That is the parcel that would be donated. Oh, in the back? Yes. Okay. How much frontage is the easement? Is that 50 feet? It's a 20 foot wide access easement. Do they have 50 feet of frontage there though? Is that, do they have to have that with the, we've never had one with an easement before that I know of. I believe that parcel is a landlocked parcel. So it needs the access easement in order for people to um, access it for recreation purposes. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fred. That's what I recall. Uh, no, you're right, Lori. The board signed a form a previously that separated that 23 acre parcel in the back of dupont from the parcel in the front that comprises of these four lots the easement is a access easement i believe it's a trail the property in the back is a challenged by significant slopes and so they wanted to get access from crawford street up to the rear parcel um, but there's no frontage for the svt property it's all use for the various lots that are shown on this plan. Hmm. Do you have a further question about that, Amy? Yeah, so I can't, well, I, I guess that's where my picture is. I'd move it. So there's not actual frontage or are they, are they cutting off that whole area up top for the easement or it's just on the oh, properties? So you'll lot, walk through lot four. Lot four is the reduced frontage parcel. Mm -hmm. So that one does have the minimum of 50 feet of frontage. Mm -hmm. And the easement goes through their frontage? Correct. Okay. Just because I read a case on this before, but I don't remember it. It was so long ago. Not this parcel, but it had to do with an easement and an A&R. And once the land changed, there were issues because people were walking through their property. But I don't well, remember the, the outcome. The easement can't be released unless it's released by the easement holder. Mm -hmm. So that would be the Sudbury Valley trustees. So the property owner of lot four won't have the option of releasing the easement unless Sudbury Valley trustees agrees to release it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it, when they build a house there, would they be able to put a driveway over the easement or it, they can't build or do anything on the easement? Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the terms are of the easement. However, the, the way an access easement works is that they have to forever allow it to be open. So if it was a driveway, they wouldn't be able to park a car on it because then, uh, like, for example, if it's a trail, it has to be open. So they can't, they can't block, like, they, they wouldn't be able to put up a gate and say, no, you can't go through here. Uh, they have to, it has to remain open. Okay. But if they do do a driveway, it looks like they're going to have to cross it, right? 
but that's okay to do. Well, they would have other options for driveway placement, but like I said, I'm not exactly sure what the terms are of the easement. So the, the plan that was referenced just shows that there is an easement. So they don't um, have, have a narrative that explains exactly like what it needs to compose, be composed of, uh, like whether it's, um, whether a driveway can be placed on it or not. So is but it, it would definitely have to remain open. Okay, so is this a non-buildable lot then? It would be a buildable lot. It is buildable still, okay. And in as far as frontage is concerned and area is concerned, now whether they can, um, you know, get uh, approval for other, from other boards or departments, I can't say. But the only thing that you're allowed to look at is uh, the frontage, the access to the parcel, so whether there are any sort of impediments um, that would prevent access to the parcel, as well as um, the, the quality of the road. So uh -huh. if the road were not accessible to emergency vehicles, then that's something that you could use as, as a reason for deny, in denying the A&R. Mm -hmm. So this A&R is for the four lots. We already did an A&R for the back lot. Correct. I just, I guess the thing is, I didn't know if you did an A&R for the back lot, if you were allowed all of a sudden to cut off the frontage and use an easement. That would that, be my That back land was not part of this overall parcel. So this was one large parcel mm -hmm. that is being divided into four parcels. I, I believe what the uh, the property in the back was the subject of an A&R and there was a note put on the plan that it was not to be considered a buildable lot. And so that's right, why it was able to be separated without any frontage, leaving the frontage to go with these four lots, with this piece of land that then is now becoming the four lots. But I think it has to have frontage. Like that's the one thing it has to have. So not if not if it's labeled as not to be considered a buildable lot. I still think or, it needs or something to the effect of that it doesn't meet zoning. They can they can create a new lot. They just can't call it a buildable lot. They can't as long as it's noted on the plan, which um, I believe it was. Uh, both Lori and I looked it up on the Register of Deeds website, indicating that it was. Uh, didn't conform to zoning and was not a buildable lot. See, I always thought it could be not a buildable lot if it didn't have the right size, like square footage, but you'll always have to have frontage. That's not true, Amy. I, there are many, many lots within Northborough that are not buildable lots, that are landlocked, and they don't have frontage. I don't have time now to pick them out and show them to you, but I can tell you there are several. Right, but if we when we approve the lot in the back, it must have had frontage. But I don't know if you guys, if you feel that this is okay. Well, is there the more? Okay. Uh, the lot in the back is not the subject of this application. Right. So it's the it's the four lots that are designated as one, two, three, and four. 
those are the subject of the application. We were just concerned because we saw that they were proposing to relocate an easement. So it was just a question that we had when we were doing our review. So we wanted to demonstrate in case uh, you folks had the same question uh, that the recipient, the owner of the easement was okay with it. Okay, and in terms of this access um, being, th this is wide enough for, it needs to be wide enough for emergency vehicles. Is that what you said earlier? I believe it's a, for hiking purposes. No, the, the um, so what we would look at is Crawford Street. So we would want to ensure that Crawford Street, because Crawford Street is providing the frontage for the four lots. Um, and I believe it's their intent to, to build homes on those lots. So what we do is we look at the adequacy of Crawford Street to ensure that it is appropriate for emergency vehicles. Okay, to get back to lot four. Yeah, uh, for all of the lots, all four lots. So the easement doesn't have to be accessible for emergency purposes because it's not providing frontage. So okay. that's uh, not something that you have to look at. Okay. Um, it could just be, you know, it could just be woods, but we just have to provide them with the, um, or the owner of lot four has to provide them with the ability to pass over the easement area in order to access the, the lot. So it could be by cross-country skis, you know, walking, jogging, whichever way. Um, so it's only Crawford Street that has to be accessible to vehicles. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other questions here? Amy, did you have other questions? Are you looking for any information? No, no that's all right. Okay. Okay, is there a motion to approve the ANR at 297 Crawford Street? I'll make a motion to approve the ANR at 297 Crawford Street. Second. 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 All in favor, Amy? Aye. Michelle? Aye. Millie? Aye. Anthony? Aye. And carries an aye. And I think I still owe you a signature on the last ANR. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to remind you the uh, <laughs> 21 days is going to run out on Thursday. So if you could on come Thursday? tomorrow or Thursday morning, preferably tomorrow, and you could sign both. Okay, I will do that. Thank you. Okay, um, let's see, any subcommittee updates? Nope. Uh, next planning board, we obviously, like we talked about, we have our hearing on the 5th, our next meeting after that's the 19th. Next ZBA meeting is the 24th. Anything for the next ZBA meeting? Oh, there's no April meeting. Is there an April meeting for ZBA? Must be skipping a month. I believe there's a ZBA meeting next Tuesday. Oh, yep, yep. I think our, we flagged that at our next at our last meeting. Is there not an April ZBA meeting? The, um, maybe because of town meeting? Yeah, the ZBA typically takes off December because it's close to Christmas and April because it's close to town meeting. Okay, got it. All right, great. And then annual town meeting is April 25th. That uh, still up for discussion at the selectmen's meeting last night. 
They discussed it, but did not decide to hold the meeting. Um, the town administrator said they could move it to the Saturday if the concern was regarding COVID-19 um, issues of being inside. So if they decide to move it outside because of COVID-19, it would be on Saturday at, uh, I think, 10 o'clock. I think it's April 30th. But that remains to be determined at the next selectmen's meeting on March 28th. Okay, um, so that reminds me just really quickly before we adjourn. Um, when does our time run out on the executive order? When does that expire for a meeting remotely? Do we know? I believe it's sometime in July at this point. Okay. We're good for a little while longer. Um, okay. I don't know the exact date, but I know it's not, it's not imminent. Okay, that's good. Okay, if no further business, is there a motion to adjourn? Um, Carrie, before you adjourn, I think Laurie sent us all an email for either discussion tonight or to put it on the agenda for um, next month regarding the governor's initiative for the MBTA communities and wanting to have a discussion with the planning board about multifamily. And uh, I'm assuming everybody read it since came in the mail tonight, today yes. afternoon at 10. So I spoke with John today and um, I just wanted to bring to your attention, of course, it's not on the agenda. So I, I don't wanna go into any amount of detail on it. Um, but I did speak with John today about the need to schedule a um, briefing before the Board of Selectmen. I thought it would be helpful to have a joint briefing, the Planning Board and the Board of Selectmen. Um, so because of town meeting, we were really limited on dates. So the date that we tentatively chose was April 11th. Um, there is also a training um, that I believe, Amy, you had brought to everybody's attention on the MBTA. I, I think that that would be super helpful for folks to understand. I've been to two of them so far, um, and I, I learned a lot about uh, what is expected of communities that are considered MBTA communities. So I think it would help the conversation. And then I also uh, was hoping, cause of course I'm brand new to the town of Northborough and you all know far more about uh, appropriate locations for a multifamily by right district than I do. So I was interested in seeing it if you'd um, be open to scheduling it um, at a meeting, possibly, um, I know April 5th is the, the public hearing on the zoning articles, but I wondered if that might be a meeting where we could just have a preliminary discussion. The good news is that we only have to do the briefing by May 2nd. So we have until December 31st, 2024 to adopt the changes to the zoning bylaw. So there's plenty of time. So if you didn't think that uh, April 5th is, is the appropriate meeting, then we could certainly uh, start the conversation after May 2nd. So maybe we could schedule it for a meeting in May. But I just wanted to get some feedback from you 
about when you would like to start talking about this? I think it's fine to put on the agenda for the 5th. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of the meeting on the 11th, is that just something you're presenting this at the board of selectmen meeting that night? Or what are you thinking for that? So I, um, well, Fred, before I arrived on the scene, had reached out to UCMRPC and requested technical assistance. So uh, I felt uh, submitted uh, some responses to a survey today uh, where they were looking for some guidance on um, what sort of technical assistance would be helpful. So mm -hmm. what I had suggested is that they could help with the presentation before the, um, the Board of Selectmen. So I had submitted that April 11th date as the target. Um, and then also there has to be some analysis of um, specific areas to determine. So the goal for the town of Northborough would be 750 units uh, within an area that consists of a minimum of 50 acres. And that doesn't mean that you have to build any units it just means that there has to be a district um, that contains a minimum of 50 acres where you are saying that uh, multifamily housing would be allowed by right, I assume by uh, site plan approval. So I, um, yeah, like I said, it would be a presentation by CMRPC, um, really about the law and um, what the community would have to do in order to conform to the law. And there are some uh, negative consequences of not conforming. So it would explain all of those things. Okay, that so that's would be the loss of grants, right? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Amy. Yeah, sir. There's a few grant programs that the town wouldn't be eligible to apply for um, if we fail to comply by the, the deadline of December 31st, 2024. Okay, so did you see the, um, and we can put this on the agenda to discuss further, but I just want to make sure you got a copy of the DLTA grant um, request, correct? Yeah, so I actually applied for the same technical assistance when I was working for the town of Millbury. So I'm very familiar with it. And uh, so both Millbury and Northborough would be uh, participating in the program. Okay, but you saw our letter, our specific request for, so we requested um, CMRPC assistance to review the bylaws, make recommendations, um, present recommendations to the planning board and hold a follow-up discussion with the planning board to hear feedback, et cetera. So is that what you're talking about? Is that the oh, okay. Yes, I have not seen that letter. Okay. So I didn't know specifically what you had requested. So yeah. if you could forward that to me, that'd be super helpful. Sure. Okay, and then we can talk more about it next time. So yeah, at some point, I would expect some sort of presentation to the planning board. I don't know the selectman's purview in this one, so I just want to understand the goals there. That is actually a requirement of the program. It has to be before the uh, board of selectmen. Okay, so at some point we would expect or hope for some sort of um, presentation so that we could figure out if we need to do bylaws, what does that look like for us and whether we... Absolutely 
craft. I, I mean, obviously, you know, timelines and all of that. Hold on, let's see. I'm going to send this. I'm not sure if the entire plan. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, Lori, by the way, are you on the planning board distribution list or should I put you separately? I am. In fact, I just uh, figured that out today because we had received an email that came to me that didn't have my name on it. So I spoke with um, the IT department and they said that there is a single email address that goes to all of you, including me. So um, that is super helpful to know. So now when things come in, um, I'll just send it to that email address. Is that what you want me to do? So when A&R comes in or uh, any sort of uh, submittals or comment letters that come in on applications before the planning board, I just send it to that email address. Is that the, the best way to do it? Yes. And and so, and if you see it come to that planning board email, you don't need to then forward it. It comes to all of us. So you don't have to worry about forwarding it. And that's the easiest one, like for the A&Rs or stuff like that. If you just send it right to the planning board email, then we all get it. And and Fred, I don't know if you're still on that at all, if you were ever uh, on it. I think so. I think so. I got the one from uh, Central Mass. I got so the I one from Central Mass today. Save yourself the email volume or it's not I'm, trouble for you. I'm slowly going to disappear from your uh, <laughs> constant uh, whatever you need me for. I'm here, but Lori's going to take okay. over the, the reins very soon as she's Hi. already working her way All right, so why don't we put that on the fifth then? I forwarded that your way. Um, unless the board thinks go around. I think it's good use to get at least talk about it and have a chance to look at it. So look at the fifth. And then I think that's it, unless there's any further business. Is there a motion to adjourn? I make a motion to adjourn. Second. Second. Okay, all in favor, Amy? Aye. Anthony? Aye. Millie? Aye. Michelle? Aye. And Carrie's an aye. Have a great night. Good to see you, Lori. Thanks for joining. Good night. Good night. Meet you all. Two. <laughs> Thank you.